healing starts with you. You have to choose that you want to actually thrive in your life. And that starts with investing in yourself. I offer a four-week commitment to start your healing journey. Yes, this is a commitment. It's a commitment to yourself, to the life that you want to see become a reality and to a healthier way of living. It includes private coaching sessions with me. It requires you to do weekly homework tailored specifically to what you are going through in your journey and also access to my nine-week online course. If you're feeling like you're stuck in something you can't get out of, this is the first step towards happiness. Sign up today on my website in the links below. Hey guys, welcome back. Thanks for joining me this week. We are going to talk about narcissism and we're going to talk about apologies, not feeling sorry for what it is that they did to you. And this is a really painful topic for a lot of people because chances are, if you're watching this, then you've been affected by someone who's narcissistic. You've been hurt, you've been let down, you've been betrayed, and you're probably in a lot of pain right now because either you're not going to get an apology or perhaps the person doesn't feel as though they did anything wrong or they can't admit that they did anything wrong and they can't kind of own it and it's bugging you. It's not only hurting you, but it's also making you extremely angry and frustrated by the situation. So 100% your feelings are valid, but I want you to understand in real depth why this person can't feel sorry for what it is that they did to you. And of course, if you have watched other videos and you're equipped with narcissism at this point in your life, then chances are the first thing that's coming to your mind is the lack of empathy. And while 100% the lack of empathy is probably one of the biggest traits of someone who's narcissistic, I wanna get into this a little bit deeper so you can like fully understand what's going on underneath the surface. One of the worst things is waiting around for an apology that you're not going to get and it's it keeps you stuck. So my hope is that this gives you not only the validation that what you're going through is a real thing and you understand this person a little bit more, but I also hope that it gives you the tips to really start moving on with your life because you don't want anyone to have control over your emotional state, how you feel about yourself and just continuing to mourn something that you're just not going to get. So one of the reasons why this person isn't sorry for what they did is because honestly, they don't really feel guilty for what it is that they did to you. Now I know logically you can't really get your head around that. I totally understand because I know for me, looking back, I couldn't even process how a person could not feel guilty for what it is that they did. I would feel horrible. I will, I would feel mortified. I would be, I just wouldn't be able to sleep at night, right? Knowing like some of the things that I've done to this person or how I could have affected them or how I could have betrayed them or how I could have hurt them. If you treated a person poorly and kind of threw them away like yesterday's trash or you just were hurtful in such a terrible way, there is a part of you that would feel this kind of like knot in your stomach and you would you wouldn't be able to really deal with that type of pain because essentially what you're feeling is guilt. You're feeling the guilt for what it is that you did. And in that space, you would be able to at least kind of start owning what it is that you actually did to someone. Now, the fact that this person doesn't feel any of those things that I just described, the fact that they can hit the pillow at night and sleep perfectly fine, just goes to show that there is a level of detachment that this person has 
towards not just you, but anyone in general. And this is what kind of triggers that I don't really feel guilty for what it is that I did. On some level, they give themselves a pass for what it is that they did. They feel entitled. They feel as though that they could do that because they ended up getting what they wanted and what they wanted really overshadows how it's going to affect anyone else. Now, the irony behind what I just said is that this person also is never fully happy. So it's never enough. There's no relationship that's going to be enough. There's no amount of money that's going to be enough. There's no you know, job or things or nothing is ever going to make this person truly happy. And that's the irony is that even though they feel entitled to just do whatever they want in order to get whatever they want, they're still never satisfied or happy inside. Now, most people understand that when they achieve something or they get something, there is this like pending period where you feel this little high, right? Like you get excited because like, you just made this money, you just got this new job, you just bought this outfit, you just got this car, you just did this, you just got this relationship. So you, you definitely feel and experience these mini highs that you get in life when you achieve something or get something that you wanted. And it doesn't matter how you got it, you got it. The minute you get it, you do get a high from it. But we've all been there where the high is not enough. It's not sustaining happiness. It's not going to make you happy forever. And because happiness comes from within, it's something that you cultivate inside of yourself. This person. Guys, we are running 50% off my high value bootcamp for the entire summer. This is such an amazing offer because I know what it's like to have to rebuild every area of your life. And it can be extremely overwhelming, especially when you are trying to heal. In this course, we are going to dive into the basics of what it actually means to be a high value person, learn how to parent yourself, and we're gonna talk about standards, boundaries, and self-worth, because let's be honest, if we don't have those three things, then all areas of your life are going to suffer. And then of course, we're gonna get into the specifics in terms of your social life, friendships, career, money, love, and dating. So check out the links below for all of the information doesn't really understand that concept. They don't take responsibility for that concept. They don't want to own that. They just want to get things and um, have people view them in a certain way. It's narcissistic supply, right? In order to get these mini highs. So if I am needing these highs in order to feel good about myself, then I'm going to always be searching for new things to kind of give me that little pick me up to make me feel as though I'm enough. Maybe it's a job title. Maybe it's you know, again, money or relationships or you viewing me in a certain way. I need these things in order to make me feel like I'm good enough. And so if I don't have them, then my self-esteem starts to get dwindled. So that's why no matter what I have to do in order to get these things, I'm going to get them because I need them in order to survive. That's on like another level. Whereas you and I, like, <clears throat> yes, we can feel good about some of the things that we have in our lives, and sometimes we do put too much emphasis on these things in order to make us feel as though we are enough, but we still know how to cultivate some sense of self-esteem within our own selves. And we do understand logically and emotionally that these things are not going to sustain our happiness. We do understand and take responsibility for the fact that like, I have to learn how to cultivate that within my own self.
none of that is happening <laughs> with this person. So life becomes a game where I don't care who I have to kind of cut along the way or beat down or hurt or betray. I'm going to get these things in order to make sure that I feel exactly the way I want to feel. You have to also remember too, you're dealing with someone who is emotionally immature. So you're dealing with someone who has that sense of entitlement, just like a child. A child feels entitled on the playground to go up to another little boy or a little girl and just take the toy away from them or push them and then take the toy away from them. And so you learn growing up that that behavior is completely unacceptable. And then you have to learn also boundaries and you have to learn that you don't get everything that you want every single time. And we, then you learn as you're growing up that, okay, I have to learn how to soothe myself when I don't get my way. And I have to learn how to be able to give myself confidence and happiness and self-esteem. Those are things that you're supposed to be taught how to do for yourself. If you're not taught that and you're coming from severe neglect and emotional abuse, psychological abuse, guess what? you're going to be a taker in life. You're going to feel entitled to just do whatever you want and hurt people in order to get the things that you want out of life. A narcissist is not in the business of owning their mistakes. They don't want to fix themselves. They don't want to make it right because in order to even go there, you have to first acknowledge that there's a problem. They would rather just avoid and move on. It's easier to avoid and move on because I don't have to do any work. I literally do absolutely no work. So when I coach people that have either been, you know, d they've gotten divorced and it was just like completely out of nowhere and this person just absolutely abandoned them or cheated on them or, or betrayed them in any way or lied to them or just they hurt them. And then they see the person perfectly fine and happy, happy, and you're over here like suffering and you're in pain. What I always tell people is here's the thing, at the end of the day, you're suffering and you're in pain, but you're actually learning. And now don't get me wrong, no one wants to go through pain, no one enjoys suffering, but I would rather go through that monkey water and learn something and gain something and become healthier within my own self than basically be the exact same person making the same mistakes over and over again, never happy, never fulfilled, don't know how to cultivate self-esteem, a shallow of a person, a very shallow person, empty inside and constantly needing narcissistic supply, constantly needing people to like make me feel as though I'm enough, um, constantly hurting people in order to get the things that I want out of life. I mean, the list just goes on and on. Never ever envy anyone that you see where it appears that they've moved on. It appears that they're happy when deep down inside, you know that you would never want to be that type of a person. And so you'll be able to move on from this experience through healing. And here's the thing too, you heal from this, chances are you're also going to be healing from some other deep wounds that have been living inside of you for a very, very long time. So you always will have a win-win situation, whereas this person is still going to be battling with the same demons probably for the rest of their life. Now, how we can actually heal from something and own our stuff is it takes one thing. It takes being able to sit in that kind of like guilt and shame, but not feeling as though that there's something wrong with us. So when we do something wrong, 
and we sit in a little bit of shame and we sit in a little bit of guilt. Yeah, it's uncomfortable, but there's still a part of us that knows that this isn't us, that we made a mistake, that we're going to own it and we're going to do better. So you have enough self-esteem that you're able to actually do that. This person does not. This person does not have even that much self-esteem to be able to sit in a little bit of shame and a little bit of guilt in order to help them through what it is that they did. For them to be able to learn, for them to be able to grow, for them to be able to acknowledge, they don't have that capability to sit in any amount of uncomfortableness because it was something that they were never taught how to do. And it was something that if they do it, it just reinforces that they are bad and they already have this like, you know, poor view of themselves. That's why there's a mask. That's why there's a representative. That's why they are disconnected from themselves in that way is because there is already so much shame there and so little of self-esteem that that's why they're able to like play these characters. When you sit in some guilt and shame, another really big thing that you have to be able to know how to do is forgive yourself. And this person, because of that deep level of shame that they just have already, they're not able to forgive themselves. They can't even enter into the ring with saying, I did something wrong and be able to fully own it and make it right. Because that would imply that I'm bad. That would imply that I'm not perfect. One of the biggest, probably egotistical, you know, self-centered kind of definitely that full ego narcissism thing that goes into full effect is that happens is where the person truly believes that you're actually the one to blame, that you actually did this. One of the reasons why this person even is the person that they are is because of their upbringing. It is a learned behavior to not want to take fault in what it is that they did. And now most little kids don't really want to take fault in what they did, right? They'll lie, they'll make excuses and all of those things. And it's up to the parent to gently let them sit in something that they did and give them a little bit of not necessarily shame, but allow them to be a human being and say, and it's okay that you did something wrong. We don't need to shame people, but we also need to teach kids how to be comfortable in sitting in that little bit of uncomfortable space, giving them that unconditional love that even though if you, you did something wrong, I still love you and that we all make mistakes and that we all do things wrong sometimes. We all let our anger, our feelings, our emotions get the best of us and help the child through what it is that they're feeling so they can still feel unconditional love and over time teaching them how to be able to parent themselves and you not really do all of those things, like starting to teach them how to actually do it for themselves when they do mess up, right? It's kind of like having that inner dialogue. How do you parent yourself and, and teaching kids and, and young kids how to actually do this process? You, you think this person got any of that? No, they didn't get any of that. They either were severely neglected or they were incredibly, incredibly enabled. Now a narcissist is the ultimate manipulator. And again, this is something that is learned. And since this person is so good at manipulation, 
if they're dealing with a person who is not the most confident, does not have a really strong connection with themselves, that they know who they are, they know what they think, they know how they feel, then you're a target for manipulation. You are, you don't have boundaries. You don't have that connection, strong sense of self. So you are going to be easily manipulated. So when someone wants you to feel as though you are the one to blame, you're going to take that and you're going to feel as though you actually did something and to cause this person to do what they did to you. Where a lot of people get very frustrated is when they try to have like a human conversation where they say, Hey, look, this is how I feel. This is how, you know, your actions made me feel. I wish you wouldn't have done this. And then they're trying to connect with this person. So this person can show some sort of empathy or humanness or connectiveness with this person. And the pain comes when, and the frustration comes when you're just not getting that. And you're not really going to be able to get that from that person because you're not able to connect emotionally with them. And so you're kind of like trying to get water from a rock. All this person is going to do is just flip it. They're going to either flip it. They're going to either ignore it, avoid taking responsibility or just making themselves sound like the victim where you start questioning your own self where you start to feel bad, where you start to think like, well, wait a minute, maybe I did do something wrong. Maybe I was nagging a lot. Maybe I, maybe I wasn't being patient with this person. And you start to actually find fault in some of the things that you were doing that could have maybe caused this person to behave in the way that they did. Now, of course, the number one thing that I know you're sitting here being like, Steph, you're not talking anything about empathy yet. Empathy is definitely the biggest thing. Empathy is the ability for me to understand why you feel the way you do. You are looking at this situation, this conversation, and you're looking at it from the other person's angle, the way they're sitting and trying to understand why they feel the way they feel. You're not trying to manipulate them. You're not trying to change the way they feel. You're accepting that they feel this way. And you're going deeper within this to really try to figure out or try to understand why this person is feeling this way. Now you show empathy by wholeheartedly listening to a person. You're listening with the intent to understand not listening with the intent to respond. You're going to ask really genuine questions. You're very present with this person and you have completely let go of your own ego. And this is very hard to do, especially when you're having a conversation about something that you did wrong. When the, when the conversation is about the two of you and not the conversation about, you know, them and someone else or another situation, you're able to acknowledge their feelings, no matter how bad it's hurting you. And this is again, where the ego is kind of like coming up and you working through like letting that go. Because remember the intent is to understand the intent is not to change the way this person feels or to manipulate the situation. Now, when you see a lack of empathy in a person, you're going to see like these types of kind of qualities. You're going to always see this person blaming other people. So I did this because this person's going to be very critical of other people. Cause remember, 
I'm above everyone. I'm right, you're wrong, I'm above everyone, I know more. And so you're gonna see the judgment, you're gonna see the criticizing, you're gonna see the blaming. You're gonna see this person kind of labeling people. Well, you're too sensitive, well, you shouldn't have done this. And so you're gonna see like the excuses and this labeling to try to kind of like give themselves justification for their actions. When you're in conversation with this person, you're definitely going to see this person interrupting a lot to talk about how they feel and what they think, because again, their intent is to either talk about themselves or their intent is to respond. It's not about listening to understand. They don't really ask questions about you or trying to figure out more about why you're feeling the way you're feeling. They don't want to understand why you could feel this way. A lot of times, honestly, they just, they avoid feeling altogether. And you, this is hard to spot when you're dealing with, especially someone who's more of like a covert because they can play this character that shows, shows empathy. I get this so often and I've experienced it myself where you're dealing with someone where you're like, okay, you seem normal. You actually seem like you have feelings that you have empathy, but when it comes down to it, is their intent to respond? Is their intent to blame? Or is their intent to understand you and understand your feelings? A lot of times too, they really lack patience with emotions. So they're going to lack the patience with your emotions or other people's emotions because they don't know how to handle them. Now, when you take all of these things, this is 100% why you're just never going to get an apology from this person. You're never going to get a person that can do all of this and feel sorry for what it is that they did to you. Now, I know the situation is incredibly painful, but here's the thing, that one of the hardest things in the world is trying to get water from a rock. You're never going to get it. And there's a part of you that really has to wholeheartedly accept the situation and that you're not going to get what it is that you need from this person. And nor do you really need anything from this person. You wanting the apology, you wanting the recognition is just your ego talking. And of course that wounded part of yourself. And so a big part of your healing is learning how to accept, but also learning how to parent yourself through what it is that you've gone through. So I hope this video has helped you guys. If you liked it, don't forget to subscribe down below. Please join this community, share this information or this channel with anyone who you think might benefit, who's going through a tough time regarding anything mental health wise. I hope this channel just inspires you and gives you, you know, the tools to really kind of like heal and move on with your life. So you guys, I will see you in next week's video and thanks for joining me.